0: Um, you know, Adam's not just a really good player or one of the best players on the Vikings. He's one of the best players in the NFL, one of the best players in the world, period, regardless of position. And so, uh, you know, we, we want to, we need to. And when I say we really, I mean, I need to get him more opportunities, get him the football. First thing you do after a game is you look yourself in the mirror and you say,
1: what could have I done better? Um, is there plays that I didn't get full effort on? Is there plays that I could have? Ran a better route, um, got open quicker, things like that. So um, that's what
2: I that's what I did today, and, and I'm ready now to move forward to New York. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Under Center with Kirk Cousins, Mark Rosen, back with you as uh, as your host. And Kirk, uh, I don't know how else to say it. Like two weeks ago, I remember uh, after the Green Bay game, we said the next real test for this Minnesota Vikings football team and yourself would be another NFC North game in Chicago. There's no other way to describe what we saw on Sunday. Just coming up. Completely empty. Yep. It was that disappointing.
0: Yep. Yeah, very frustrating, disappointing. Uh, you said it. We looked at this game as a great test for us, a chance to take another step as a team, um, as an offense, as a quarterback. And like you said, fell flat, uh, did not do enough offensively, did not make enough plays. And credit the Bears. They have a tremendous front seven. You could argue it's the best front seven or best defense in pro football, Um Thankfully, it is only one game, but the reality is we weren't good enough, and we had a chance to win that game. We lost by ten points, and and when you go back and watch the film, you see so many plays where we left some things out there. And um, and you know, I think it starts at the quarterback position. So that was a tough one to take. And you know, when I talk to the media after the game, haven't seen the film yet. It's harder to uh, answer all the questions as to what exactly took place. But uh, you know, after you watch it, you see a little bit of everything, and um, ultimately you just let one get away.
2: Everyone anticipated a low-scoring defensive game, but to see your offense shut out until late in the fourth quarter was stunning. I mean, given the fact that the Bears were missing some of their top defensive players, how how do you explain it? Yeah, so as as you
0: look at the game, the way the game was played, the first series we get to midfield, we convert two third downs. We're starting fast, doing a good job, and we get to a third and ten. Not ideal. But we have a good 3rd-and-10 play. Adams open, potentially for a touchdown. If not, we're going to be inside the 5-yard line, and the ball's overthrown by a foot. And you miss an opportunity there. So that, that's the first series. Uh, tough one to walk off to the sideline knowing you let one get away, but uh, uh, you're going to miss a throw now and then, and that one, that one we missed, and it hurt. Uh, the second series, you get the ball back, thanks to some penalties and some conversions. We get, again, get it across midfield. We're knocking on the door of field goal range, and, um, and we hit a slant, and we turn it over. And that was it. We had two possessions in the first half. And so if you're saying, you know, what happened in the first half, two plays. I mean, it was one that was a foot long and one that was fumbled. And next thing you know, you don't have any points in the first half. Uh, I think the feeling of we let one get away is because it was only two plays, because we had moved the ball, we had crossed the 50, we had converted third downs, we had stayed on the field. And in a way, those two drives ended because of stubbing our own toe. So that was very frustrating. I think it was the third quarter when you look at the game that it got away from us. We had three possessions. The first, obviously, was was a backbreaker to take a five-step drop and have the sack, fumble, and then they recover it and get a field goal. And then we have two more possessions in the third quarter, and they're both three and outs. And so then, next thing you know, you're in the fourth quarter and you haven't done much of anything. And so... The third quarter, with those two three and outs, were the were the ones that I think really hurt us. And uh, had we done something there, I think we could have gotten back in the game, gotten some momentum, and then been able to make a, a
2: push late. How concerned are you, Kirk, about all the fumbles that you've uh, had yeah. to deal with yourself personally?
0: Yeah. The key is um, if I'm going to have the ball not tucked, I'm going to fumble it. I mean, that's just reality. And so it's it's more about when you are under duress, tucking the ball, being willing to say uncle, and protecting it in a way that allows you to not fumble it. And and whenever I fumbled it, it's been because I am trying to make a play, trying to throw it away, trying to avoid the rush in such a way that the ball isn't tucked. And so uh, I found that when the ball's tucked, I, I really don't fumble. Uh, I think I was hit probably seven or eight times yesterday with no fumble. And I'm still getting hit. They're still going at the ball. Uh, but you watch those seven or eight times, and the ball's well secured. And so it was the one time where the ball's not, you know, in in my uh, chest that the, it comes loose and then the the one where Max strips my arm. I'm going to go back and look at that and say what can I do differently? How can I avoid that? But the reality is a great pass rusher got underneath, got the edge, and as I'm literally trying to throw it, the ball is, you know, in the passing uh, motion. He hits my arm, and, and those are going to happen from time to time. It happens to everybody in this league.
2: The Bears were hell-bent on stopping Dalvin Cook in this rushing attack, From and they had the personnel to do it, even though they were missing some of those top players. How did you how did you have to change your game plan? It didn't seem like you had many second and short situations to, to try no. to attack them, and that, that was starting uh, early on in that football game.
0: You know, any field position we had, we really created by you know moving the ball, converting some third downs, or they had some penalties. It didn't feel like we ever really had a you know, a huge head start field position wise, or, um, you know, with with the first down, we weren't as productive to where you're, you know, in second and one, didn't have that as much this game. Um, again, that's going to happen, and you have to be able to answer it and respond. Uh, we didn't. You know, if teams are going to gear up and stop the run, then we need to have answers in our play action. And and in this game, you know, the answers I think at times were there, and and we didn't hit them. And um and I. I learned in this game that when you don't hit those answers, it can make for a long day because they're they're bottling up so many other parts of your offense.
2: When you hear that term "extending a play," what does it mean to you? When you look at yourself on tape, and uh, if the Bears are coming at you with a rush, and that's the thing that quarterbacks do in sure. this league to keep the offense going, and doesn't seem to be working for you right now, especially on sure. the road. Well, and
0: that's the balance, right? I mean, I I, f- I fumbled when um, when I was trying to extend the play. Uh, when their linebacker blitzes and gets through and I'm trying to get out of the pocket and you know, trying to do too much and it ends up being a fumble and then um, you know, other times you know, you really don't need to extend a play if there's people that are open, if protection's holding up and then if it doesn't or guys are covered, that's where you got to take off and you know, there was one we hit to Digsy on a third down uh, that was extending a play. I'm spreading out to my right and find him deep on the sideline and and then we go for it on fourth down as a result of that completion, and we hit the fourth down as well. So, you know, I can do it. I've done it. Um, you know, our, many of our bootlegs are essentially the same thing, where you're getting outside the pocket and, and on the move and, and finding people and making throws. Um, and you're right. It's a big part of, of, of football is being able to, you know, make plays when it's not there, and it's something that I'll uh, continue to try to get better at.
2: A well, good thing you're staying off of social media. I know you've talked <laughs> about that as well. Uh, you know, there, yeah. there's... There is a lot of noise out there. A sure, lot of fans of are, are, are going at, after you and sure. wondering if you're going to be able to do this uh, on a regular basis. To win a game on the road, uh, tough circumstances, finding that way, finding a will, finding that extra, whatever it takes. Uh, how do you take to that criticism?
0: Um, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I, I understand as a quarterback, um, you know, a lot of the vitriol, a lot of the frustration will be directed at you. Um and I'm not gonna sit here and say it's it's not merited. Uh it's certainly when the ball's in your hand, you deserve a lot of the responsibility. Um but it's slightly more complicated. And I don't know that that, you know, those who are directing their vitriol at me really would, would acknowledge that or understand that, and that's okay. Um like I said, you take the good with the bad and you understand it comes with the territory. And I look forward to Hopefully silencing that narrative uh as the, the rest of the season goes.
2: But even uh the former quarterbacks, the former the analysts on television say mm-hmm. is this the, the ultimate insult to a quarterback and they call you a game manager that you said you gotta be more than that, but you know that there are times and that's all is necessary, but right now we're not you we need to be more than that, at least on the road?
0: Uh, again, slightly more complicated. I think that uh if you're winning a game manager's um uh, Acceptable. It's great. It's it's fine. I think last year, you know, again, it depends what you're being asked to do, what you're called to do, what the game calls for. Um, didn't have to be more than a game manager in our two wins. Um, you know, our two games on the road, yeah, you know, miss some throws, but I don't view it as a label of he can't do that. I mean, I go back and say, you know, really go watch tape, go study the games from last year. And I just don't I just don't see it being a well we've gotta we've gotta win in spite of Kirk or we we can't ask him to do too much. I mean I just I just don't see that when I go back and watch the tape. I think you know I'm out there making a lot of throws, being asked to do quite a bit. This year, you know, with our mentality of running the football and, and play action and things like that, it hasn't been the same, you know, uh, offensive system, but it's it's still something that you know, I I, I definitely want to improve and play in such a way that people say, "Hey, he's, he's he can go get us a win on the road in a big game."
2: Obviously, it was a very somber locker room after the Bears game. Let's hear what some of the players had to say. Davin, I mean, we're still in that 24-hour win or lose window. Yeah, um,
3: you know, we we this. We want to win. Uh, we work extremely hard to you know prepare well to to win a football game, and that's that's what we didn't do. We didn't go win a football game. and you know, we definitely didn't get it going on offense to help the situation. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, frustrated right now. But getting ready for a, a Giants team. Watching the film, I know we talked yesterday about it. But watching the film, why do you think they were able to successfully stop your guys' running game? Um, we just didn't get on them early. Like I said, that was that was part of our game plan. Going out there, getting the crowd out of it, and, and matching the intensity. And we didn't do that overall overall as a group. So, you know, we kind of let that opportunity slip from us early, and they jumped on us and took advantage of opportunities. How
4: frustrating is it just the fact you guys talk about these fast starts? You've been able to do it at home, but just not on the road
3: so far. Yeah, we came out to a fast start on defense, you know. Sackhouse fumbled by D, um, but the T, So, you know, um, they only scored 16 points. So, um, they only rushed for like 75 yards. You know, they had, what, 200-something um, yards total, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah
4: so yeah
3: um, yeah you know we just gotta stick him on third down and um, you know they were just throwing them hitches right there you know he was getting the ball out of his hands quick but you know um, they played well Um, hats off to them and you know we'll see him again and we just got to revisit our issues and go back out there and
4: play good ball as a team. As one of the team captains, what do you kind of have to do? I mean, you're two and two, but you have losses to Green Bay, and Chicago. You're not going to lose know. hope.
3: You know, we got a we got a great football team, great great players. Um, we just got to figure it out. We got a great football team, great players. Um, Guys, not going to give up, but we just got to stick together as a team and figure it out. How is the mood of the team now, Alexander? Um, I'm ready to work. Um they had to put that one behind us. Look at film and correct the things that we need to correct. And I look forward to this next one coming up. Although a couple of players, including Coach Zimmer, also said, you know, frustration was kind of the word uh, yesterday. Would you concur with that? Just big game and going down there and falling short. Uh, yeah, you know, it's never anything but frustration when you you know you don't come out with the victory. But um, it's much one of the things uh, you just have to learn from, grow from, and. Uh, Move on to the next one, Alexander. Was there an emphasis to get the running backs involved more in the passing game? Looked like that was kind of an emphasis with Dalvin with CJ, just getting you guys involved in that area. Um, I mean, there was no no true emphasis on on that, but uh, the way the game played out, that's that's how it worked. But uh, yeah, it was
4: no emphasis really. Going against a quarterback that you obviously didn't prepare for as much, so you got to change some things up. What's that process like in the first drive? I mean, that first drive went pretty fast. I mean, somebody went down, somebody came in. They turbo on the ball. They just, it was repetition, you know. We made some plays. I thought we made a court down stop. We did it and fumble. We didn't get it. It just there's it a lot of a lot of loose loose plays that first drive.
3: Obviously, you guys were better
4: in the second half, but do you feel like it was a bit of quicksand where it was like you start making up some ground and then you uh, threw a the penalty or, or not? I don't know what to say. I just know that we had too many penalties and I heard us. That's the best way to sum it up. We got to do better penalties. We have to have a faster start and phases of the game. And we'll be fine. We have a good team. And like I said... We just gotta take it one game at a time. It's not it's not a it's not a spread, you know? So this is a good wake up call.
0: It's also one of those days where things are almost like Harrison almost had a couple of pins, yeah, right? I mean
4: like I said, it's we, we're there, we just gotta finish. And I think that's gonna be a big episode this week coming up. Adam, do you think the Bears tried any different kind of a defense against you? Didn't seem like no. they had a lot of open... Not a different
1: defense, no. no? Hmm.
3: Adam, what's just the frustration level with um, you know the offense not moving the ball like you'd like? Um,
1: I think uh, uh, we're just as frustrated as every fan in this in this state of Minnesota, uh, every Minnesota Vikings fan. We're, we're, we are more frustrated. Uh, we put everything we have into offseason uh, we grind every single day, and then to put a performance like that is is so frustrating. It's it's unbelievable. But at the end of the day, you gotta look yourself in the mirror. Um, you got you got to be better yourself, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come back to work on on Monday.
3: How do you think the what do you think the offense needs to do to to get going a little bit
1: more? Uh, that's not my job. Uh, for me, I'm just gonna continue to try to uh, beat the guy across from me, and that's all I can do. Um, but uh but uh you know that's that's up to the coaches that's up to the, uh, the players in this in this in this offensive room to really go back to work and, and try to figure it out oh man i mean shoot they held us to six points so i guess
3: how difficult was it just to try to find space out there I mean it just seemed like everything was just so clogged up and
1: the... uh, i didn't feel like that out there but uh, at the same time quarterbacks getting hit um, you know, I, I think when the plays were called, we didn't make them, and I don't know why that was, but uh, but I don't, I, I didn't feel that. Adam, with a couple of division losses now, how much of
2: an uphill battle is it?
1: I don't know. We're, you know, it's it's so early in the season. We're we're what two and two. Um, we got a long ways to go, and I, I've seen a lot of two and two teams make the playoffs, but, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of things to fix. And I'm going to be the first one to say that I got to go back to work, and and I got to get a lot better because obviously what I'm doing isn't isn't good enough. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's the first thing you have to do when you lose like this is look yourself in the mirror and say, what could have I done better to help this team win? And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things I could have done.
4: This is the first game the game hasn't been as effective as How did that change the good of good?
1: Well, I think, I think that's probably the most frustrating thing is, is we knew that that was gonna happen at some point. At some point, you're not gonna be able to run the ball for 180 yards, um, even with the best running back in the NFL. Um, and that's when you have to be able to throw the ball. You have to be able to make plays. Um, you have to be able to, um, you know, hit the ball, the deep balls. You have to do that because otherwise it's too easy for teams to just tee up and, and rush the quarterback. So uh, we, have to be, we have to be able to run the ball and pass the ball. In this league, you cannot be one-dimensional. It's just
2: too easy to defend. All right, we'll take a break right now. We're going to come back uh, with wide receiver Adam Thielen to discuss uh, Sunday's game in Chicago and look ahead to the New York Giants. Stay with us, Under Center with Kirk Cousins. And welcome back to Under Center with Kirk Cousins. And our special in-studio guest is Adam Thielen, wide receiver. And Adam, uh, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, let's start with um, after the game. And we'll take it from there, and I'll let you fill in the blanks here. Uh, you uh, did an interview after the game against the Bears, and your exact quote was, at some point you're not going to be able to run the ball for 180 yards. Even with the best running back in the NFL, that's when you have to be able to throw the ball. You have to be able to hit the deep balls. Uh what uh would you' like to elaborate on that quote yeah
1: i think it's first of all i think it's i think it's interesting how media or fans take things that you say and make it what they want it to be um i think i don't think i could say anything more generic that any offense would say um you can't be one-dimensional in this league it's very 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 difficult to win um if you listen to defensive coordinators talk they want to make the offense one-dimensional and that's how they want that's how they want to win and so what I was saying was, and I think it's pretty clear what I said is, is you can't just expect to win every single game in this league by running the football. Some games you're going to be able to do that, um, and we've done that, right? Um, but at the end of the day, to to go to where we want to go, I think we are going to have to be able to move the ball by throwing the football. And again, after the you know in that interview, I talked about the first thing you do after a game is you look yourself in the mirror and you say. What could have I done better? Um is there plays that I didn't give full effort on? Is there plays that I could have ran a better route? Um got open quicker, things like that. So um that's what I that's what I did today and, and I'm ready now to move forward to New York. Kirk, did
2: you take offense to that quote at all?
0: No, like you said, uh it's reality. And uh I really want to apologize to him because there's too many opportunities where we could have hit him on Sunday and post game. When I talk to the media, I always say, "Hey, until I watch the film, it's hard for me to really give you a straight answer." Well, now it's Tuesday night. I've watched the film, and the reality is there were opportunities for him. I, the one that's most obvious is the third and ten at the beginning of the game, we're near midfield. That's arguably seven points if you put the ball where it needs to be. He's shown number nineteen shown that he will make that play, and he'll probably finish the play in the end zone and pull away from the defender. Um, you know, Adams not just a really good player or one of the best players on the Vikings. He's one of the best players in the NFL, one of the best players in the world, period, regardless of position. And so, uh, you know, we we want to, we need to, and when I say we really, I mean I need to get him more opportunities, get him the football. Uh, there's a couple others that I go back and watch it, a dagger, a corner post, a fade throw in the end zone, where I can make it easier on him, give him opportunities. Um, yes, was the Bears' front seven really good? Yes, did they make plays in, in the back end occasionally? Yes. But, uh, you know, I didn't help things with, uh, with, you know, giving him more opportunities. So if we run the ball successfully, if we run the ball more consistently, so be it. But when we do take our shots or we have our chances, we got to hit them. And uh, the reality was I didn't. We didn't. And, um, and that's where I think you're frustrated after a game and, uh, and you're looking to improve going into the next week. But, uh, um that's really my summary on it, and I, I look forward to giving him and Stefan more opportunities. You know, in the weeks ahead.
2: What are the, the discussions like in the sidelines uh, between series? Uh, you guys are always looking at your, your um, iPads or whatever you're, you're, that you have, but what are those conversations like between you and the receivers and, and Kevin Stefanski? You
0: well, I don't to like to over communicate it, and so I try to say, "Look, if we know what happened, I don't need to go over there and you know talk just to talk." So I try to you know when I do talk it's because of something needs to be said you know and where there's confusion and really I think there hasn't been a lot of confusion except for hey I think you can give me a chance there I mean he says to me on the corner post yesterday when I checked it down to Alex um I think he got me there you know and that's the kind of honest dialogue that you want to have where it's candor and it's it's healthy and I want to hear that and and so but yeah Adam what's your perspective on the sideline
1: yeah well I think there's a few things so I think <laughs> um um you know, as a receiver, you don't see the pass rush. You're just running your route. You feel like you're open, and it's frustrating, right? Um, you're, I'm an emotional player. I think anybody who has any success in this league has emotion when they play this game. And so I think for me, I've really tried to, um, hold that frustration in, hold that emotion in. So when I get to the sideline, I go sit by myself. I let myself calm down a little <laughs> bit. And then, and then I, and then I try to focus on, on what I can do, um, on that next series. Cause, cause, because reality says you're not going to be able to change what happened in the past of that game. So, trying to figure out the best way to um, show your teammates that you're dialed into the next the next series uh, that you're that you're confident that we can move the ball. Um, so, that's something I've really tried to focus on as a late as a young player. I was very emotional on the sidelines, um, but uh, like I said, I, I'm really trying to make sure that because because at the end of the day, that does that does no good. It doesn't do good personally because then you, you're not thinking about the next plays. Um, and it does no good for your teammates because they see that it might it might frustrate them things like that. So um, it's an emotional game. It's it's very difficult uh, to to hold those emotions. But at the end of the day, uh, that's what's best for the team. The people misinterpret that
2: emotion sometimes. Yeah, watching for sure. The game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because I don't think and Kirk can attest to this that if you haven't played this game and you haven't played it at a high level, you have no idea. Um, what goes into it, the preparation, um, you know, the hard work. You know, we, we bust our tail, um, OTAs, minicamp, training camp, and then you get to these, you have 16 opportunities, and you have four quarters in each one of those opportunities to show what you can do and, and to show all that work. So I think, I think there's just so much emotion because of that, of how hard you work. So for me, it, it, you know, I just think that you have to have emotion to play this game. But at the same time, you have to learn how to to handle that emotion and turn it into a positive.
0: Go ahead, Kirk. I look forward to to finding that balance the rest of the year where, yeah, we're probably not going to run for 200 yards a game, but I look forward to being a team that we know we can move it on the ground. And then if teams are going to take that away, we say, okay, let's go. And let's push the ball vertically down the field, throwing it to some really good playmakers. And now you start to do that, defense is, you know, don't know what to do. And I, I look forward to putting it all together because I think last year we showed we can push the ball down the field vertically. I think this year early we've showed we have showed we can really pound it. But like Adam said, some games it's not going to be one or it's not going to be the other, and you have to be ready to play the hand that you're dealt week, week to week. And um, I think we are still trying to find that way to put it all together where no matter what the team wants to take away that we're playing, we have the answer to complement it and we're going to execute in such a way that, that we get it done.
2: In your two victories at U.S. Bank, dominating early starts, Adam. Uh, again, run-centric in terms of what Dalvin Cook's been able to do the offensive line. Is there a sense of you getting the flow of the game? You're not getting the ball maybe as much as you'd like or in a the, in the perfect world, but you're okay with it because you're seeing the results on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, and that's that's at the end of the day, we play this game to win. And um, as long as you're winning, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I have zero catches or 100 catches. Um, I want to win. And I think that's the that's the cool thing about this team. Is everybody in that locker room wants to win. They don't care about individual stats. They don't care about going to a Pro Bowl. Things like that. We want to win because at the end of the day, it's it's really is not fun to, to lose in this league.
0: No, it's not.
2: <laughs> One days res- are not fun. But by nature, wide receivers, uh, we've had a bunch of them here. Uh, for lack of a better word, have kind of a diva feel to them. I mean, you know that's the case. Guys have been concerned about their stats, making pro balls. Maybe they get incentives with their contracts. So it doesn't always go hand-in-hand with the position that you play. Yeah, for sure. And and, uh, it
1: kind of goes back to what I was talking about before. Like, if you don't have emotion when you play this game, it's going to be very difficult to play well. But it's how you handle those emotions. So, yes, yeah, you want the ball. You want the football because your competitor... Uh, you want to help this team win. And and if you don't have that in you, you're probably not going to be very successful in the field. But it's how you handle that, how you go about your business. And, uh, you know, at, like I said, at the end of the day, it's about the W.
0: And I, I feel when I sense the passion and emotion from Dixie and Adam, what's behind it is, Kirk, I can't help us win if I'm not getting the ball. And that's not diva. That's a deep passion to help a team win. And that's where it comes from. That's ultimately the root source of it. Is man, if you know, I'm, I got a chance here to help us win, but the ball's got to come my way. And uh, and I look back and I say, you're right. I mean, you're 100 percent right. Yes, there are a couple times where the protection breaks down and you guys don't sense that. And so yeah, we're not going to bat a thousand. But uh, but most of the time, it's you're right. Okay, thanks guys. We'll be back
2: with more with Adam Thielen right after this. Okay, we're back here with Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins. When you have a game like you did Sunday in Chicago, uh, there is, uh, even though your record is two and two, there, there seems to be a, a, the sky is falling feeling on the outside looking inside of this building. Uh, how how do you isolate yourself from the noise outside when you're going about your business now, getting ready for the next game against the Giants in New York on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you just you go and you focus on the things that you can control. Um, I think. I think it, you really find out what team you, you have after a loss like that. And, and how are we going to prepare this week? How are we going to practice? Um, we'll find out on Wednesday what kind of mindset this team has because if guys are flying around and, and uh, doing everything they can effort-wise and, and, and preparing, that's when you know you have something special. Uh, and uh, I think those are the type of guys we have in this room. Uh, you know, everybody's frustrated, and and you can go one of either way, one of two ways. You can have it, the locker room fall apart, or you guys can or you can come together. You bust your tail, you go to work, and you try to figure out how to help this team win.
0: I think what's interesting is in the NFC, no team is four and zero. So at best, the people we're chasing have one more win than we do. We're two and two. They're three and one. Now I'm not saying that to say that. You know we're fine, we're good. We the way we played on Sunday, we got to be better. But the reality is, this guy isn't falling. There's 12 games in the regular season left to write the story, and Oakland came in here last week and we beat them in such a way that I think they probably felt this guy was falling. They go on the road this past Sunday and win, and they're two and two. And so you realize that you know it it it's a long journey. Yes, I understand fans have emotion as well, and they're going to react in such a way where it's really frustrating to watch your team go into Soldier Field and not get a W and not play it up at a level that we're capable of. But uh, when you start to look at facts and you start to look at reality, you can you can see it in a way that's encouraging and gives you a reason to get up Wednesday morning and work your tail off to get ready to go beat the Giants.
2: And Adam, when you think about uh, where this team is at right now, it is only four weeks into the season. So you're saying, well, see how how this team reacts on Wednesday. If this was week 12 or week 13, maybe that would be more of a a critical part. But you think this is a critical week going on the road again, uh, trying to prove your mettle uh, against an NFC opponent because you don't want to fall too too far behind in that situation either? Yeah, I think it's just a a great opportunity to show what we can do. Uh, You have
1: 16 opportunities to show what kind of football player you are, what kind of offense you are, what kind of team you are and this is another great opportunity on the road uh, a bounce back game to show show that we are capable of of doing some of these things that helps helps your team win so uh it's exciting it's exciting to get back back on the field on wednesday and go to practice because uh all you want to do after a loss is get back on the field and
2: uh start playing football again so just to clarify one more time your quote after the game yesterday your interview you did wasn't directed at the quarterback wasn't directed at the offensive coordinator was it just directed in general at what this team needs to do to to figure out how to win? Yeah, I think consistently. I
1: think it was in general for any offense in the NFL. Um, I think I think any offense that's being real is going to say the exact same thing. You have to you have to hit deep balls number one because otherwise corners sit on you. You have to be able to run the football when you need to and you have to be able to throw the football. Because like Kirk said, some games are going to dictate that that you have to throw the ball to win. Some games are going to dictate that you have to run the ball to win. And it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you are doing the things you need to do to win. So, um, like I said, it was it was as general as I could have got. But obviously, um, you know, people will find a way to twist it and, and make controversy and try to split your team. Um,
2: so uh, we're, we're not going to let that, that happen. You go home and... Uh... You got a couple of kids that keep you hopping. Um, life is uh, life is just moves on. You kind of separate all that because you got a, a great family you get to go home to.
1: Yeah, I'm very blessed, um, very fortunate that God has put uh, that in my life because it makes it a lot easier after a loss to be able to go home. Uh, and my uh, three year old could care less if I won or lost or how many catches I had. So <laughs> um, it's it's fun to be able to go home and and see them and 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 you know play football with him and play baseball i think he's uh more into baseball than anything right now so it's, it's pretty fun
0: <laughs> absolutely he's got a great family my boys are right around the ages of his boys and so it's been fun for them to get to know each other a little bit where they can grow up together and uh Make some great memories together because they're a great family.
2: And you mentioned Adam being a Minnesota guy. You're you're rooting for the Twins, obviously against those damn yeah, Yankees. Yeah, there we and go. Guys, right. You'll be in New York this weekend. But a Yankees fan, uh, here, you're but. probably not going to be able to sneak away. I assume on Saturday night to catch game two. Maybe Coach Zimmer may I give you special. There've been some to do whispers. <laughs> How are We're you tempted? Oh boy,
1: yeah. No, I'm super excited. Kirk and I have been talking about it. We we kind of want to get a group together and go Monday night uh, uh, when they're at home, but. Uh, Super excited, you know. You know, obviously, growing up in Minnesota, being a Minnesota sports fan, um, it's always fun to see playoff. You know, of any professional. Sport.
0: Tell him about you know, so. your grandpa watching the Twins.
1: Yeah, and that's another great point. Uh, Kirk and I always talk about uh, just you know fun facts about each other. You know, and and uh, I was telling him that my grandpa, I don't think, ever missed a Twins game. Really,
0: there's 162 a year,
1: and and <laughs> for the last probably five years of his life. 160 games he watched 160 games but he probably watched all of them twice because they played replay the next day at like noon <laughs> you know and so That's my dedication grandpa, yeah so my grandpa every time I'd get go to visit him you know Twins game would be on the background it wouldn't be live it'd be on replay and uh but yeah he, he didn't miss a game so um it's kind of fun to I guess uh you know he's not here anymore and and uh, to to carry that tradition and, and uh,
2: support the team, but those guys at least have a series to play three out of five. Uh, unlike football, where it's you're one and done if you, have, you get in that situation. So maybe it's it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, and the Yankees kind of have had our number over the years. So That's an
2: understatement. It's
1: uh it's it's kind of <laughs> cool though. I'm glad that we got the Yankees because um, this team this year has been so fun to watch. The way that they hit home runs and um, you know it, it, the it seems like they have a really uh, close knit group. Uh, you can see them having fun in the dugout and and doing that stuff, which I think is is probably the coolest thing about sports is the brotherhood you form uh the relationships you make and and w- there's nothing better than winning with those brothers, so uh pretty cool to
0: watch go twins we'll be watching it's it's fun you know you have a long day at work and go home and turn on playoff baseball. i've always enjoyed that in the fall, especially when it's your your local team playing.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a special weekend, that is for sure. And, uh, especially playing New York. And they've had, uh, they have had the Twins number, but it's like anything else, like any other NFL roster or Major League Baseball. They say, well, we haven't played well against that team, but a lot of those guys weren't there. Most of those guys weren't there when the Twins have had their issues with the Yankees or whatever the case may be. So they don't care about the history, the past failures that they've had. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's kind of
1: funny actually just, you know, hear, um, you know, fans' perspective. Um, people that have watched the team for so long, you know, s- talk about those things. But, but in reality, like rosters, like you said, change so much from year to year that um, you know it's a totally different team. And uh, but it's still cool to obviously have that tradition and and, uh, and all that. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, like the Twins. I mean, they're a completely different team this year than they were last year, uh, and and hopefully the, that's a good thing, and we can take down those Yankees. <laughs> so now that
0: we look ahead to the Giants, uh, the head coach of the Giants, Pat Shermer, um, was your coach. Pat went to Michigan State, and so I've been around him a little bit. He came around East Lansing when I was playing there a couple of times. He had been a coach in the NFL during that span. Um, you know, a couple of times I'll see him in warmups pregame when we play his teams, and we talk about the Spartans, but I don't know him like you do. Talk about your memories with Coach Shermer, your experience with him. You won a lot of games together, um, and obviously I believe he was the play caller in what has been kind of your coming-up years and, and your kind of coming-out party.
1: Yeah, no I'm 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 super excited to go to see Pat this uh this this weekend and um you know he was obviously like you said uh, so influential in in my career and really uh gave me a lot of opportunities to do what I do well and um kind of had a lot of trust and belief and and faith in me to uh perform. So um it would be great to see him. He's such a great guy too. You know we've had so many conversations. I remember uh every day at lunch he'd come sit sit by me and we'd talk mm. about random things. Not even not even cl- anything about football. Um, you know his son played at Vanderbilt and we'd always talk about their games the weekend before and uh, so I had a great relationship with him and it would be great to see him I mean that's that's the cool part about the NFL is you, you start to the longer you're in this league you start to meet guys and um, you start to get to know them on a personal level and whether it be coaches players and uh, it's just it's just a really unique thing and it's it's so cool the brotherhood and um, everybody's going through the same thing and and uh, it's just really cool I mean seeing Cordero this weekend, uh, I was texting with him after the game, and I, I miss that guy because uh, he was another guy that's such a, a big part of of my career. You know, he he helped me out so much in, in so many different ways, and we were roommates for four years on on the road. So uh, <laughs> definitely miss that guy. It's just it's just a it's a unique thing. It just doesn't happen in in other other uh, professions. Can
2: you find that magic elixir that has served you so well at home? Getting off those two great starts to take that on the road with you one of these weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it just comes down to a fast start. I mean, I mean,
1: this team is built to start fast. If we can start fast and let our defense do what they do really well, um, we can have a lot of success. So, um, again, it just comes down to focusing on, on what you can do this week to help, help your offense, help your team get better, and ultimately help your team win. So um, that's what we're going to do.
0: Awesome, Adam. Thanks so much for coming on. Let's get back to work this week and get a W on Sunday.
1: All right. Appreciate it.
2: And welcome back to Under Center with Kirk Cousins. Nice to chat with Adam Thielen, and not just about uh, the Vikings game in New York, but also the Twins playing the Yankees this weekend as well. And speaking of New York, Kirk, uh, you're very familiar with this opponent, having played them a number of times, and you were with the Washington Redskins, and especially playing in MetLife Stadium. Why don't you give us your early thoughts about that game?
0: Yeah, I have so much respect for the Giants, for Coach Shermer. Um, they've now won two in a row with their rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones, taking over and... Um, you know, they're going to, at home, they're going to have a lot of momentum, a lot of energy. Um, Janoris Jenkins, a corner for them as a player that comes to mind as someone I've played against in the past and uh, I believe had two interceptions or had an interception last week and then really created another interception with a tip ball. So very good player. Um, you know, they have, I think, three first-round picks, uh, which is pretty unique. And so they're, they've got some talent out there, and um, it is a tough place to play. Uh, always interesting, too, with the wind and the weather there it can be pretty pretty tough environment so you know our backs are against the wall a little bit and um we're going to have an edge to us with the way we we prepare and then the way we go there i think there's going to be a hunger and uh and a real desperation to go win a game
2: Did you anticipate uh you, you watched you've gone gone against eli manning a number of times now he's wearing the headsets on the sidelines watching daniel jones uh take over uh eli's had a lot of people feel a hall of fame type career, oh yeah absolutely wins. oh
0: yeah he's a gold jacket for sure i don't really think that's uh anybody's gonna debate that i don't think has a lot to stand on but uh certainly a changing of the guard in some ways there mean um, really that happened when you draft a guy that high you know in the first round um and it was you know these kinds of things happen over time you play enough years and uh, people move on and so they've had success early now with them at, at quarterback and um you know i look forward to uh you know going in there and and being able to put together a complete game offense defense special teams and win however we have to win whatever way it's going to take um, you know run the ball throw the ball last second play whatever it may be to find a way to get get on that plane and fly back to Minnesota with a victory and get to 3 and 2
2: you signed the contract you signed because the Vikings offered that to you and you worked out a really good deal for yourself does that elevate the expectations because the dollar amount is always seemingly associated with your name uh, as the season goes on does that even cross your mind or you just
0: we just need to win you know, I, I think if I was if I was being paid a lot less and we weren't winning, people would be upset. If if I was being paid double what I'm being paid and we were winning, people would be so happy. It just comes down to winning. Um and we have I've said it and I think to people it probably they're tired of hearing it. We have a good football team. I think our defense is a very very sound defense. I think we can run the football. I think we have the talent uh to throw the football and we need to go out and show it week in and week out in tough environments against good football teams, but uh, I believe in our group.
2: It's almost like a, a, a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing, watching your, the Vikings playing at home and then on the road yeah. so far. When There's early starts, the fast starts, can right. dictate so much with this football team because of your defense. and You've got to get that done somehow. I'm sure that's the discussion when you're going into New York on Sunday,
0: yeah, I agree that a fast start has helped us. and That even goes back to last year. And whenever we started fast, I felt we played a much better football game. When we started slow, things started to get away from us. I'd like to be be getting to a place where we overcome that, where even when we start slow, we still keep our foot in the door, make enough plays, and find a way to win at the end.
2: So we almost did in Green Bay. You exactly. Had that chance. Well yeah. said.
0: And and so I I want to, you know, become a team that whether start fast or not, you know, we find a way to to get it done. Um, You know, against the Bears, we did start fast in the sense of, on offense, you know, converting a couple third downs, moving the football. We just missed a throw by a foot. And I don't mean to say that dismissively, but uh, I'm trying to just simplify the the narrative to understand what really happened. Um, So, yeah, it would be great on the road, especially when you're in a tough environment, to get a fast start so that you can kind of calm everybody down and get settled. Uh, But whether we have that or not... We got to dig our heels in and find a way to come out with a win.
2: Does it just eat at you, or do you just get back to work and go? Okay, I can't wait till Sunday to get back on the field. Um, it's I'll both. Sure. It's yeah.
0: both. I mean, it, it, it eats at you. Certainly, it it really tests you mentally, emotionally. Um, you know, you don't you don't sleep real well. You know, night after a loss, um, and yet you also say, I can't wait for the next Sunday because you're itching for the chance to get back out there and make amends and and show people. What you're capable of. Um, And so you do have an edge to you as you prepare. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, unfortunately, we have to wait six days. And and so that's what you do.
2: Kirk, well, good luck on Sunday against the Giants. Uh, You got to get the three and two, and then a lot of things can change. You come home and play the Eagles right afterwards.
0: That's right. Looking forward to it. And um, you string a few together, and suddenly everything's right in the world again. So, best way to do that is start with a win in New York. Let's go get that done.
2: All right. You've been listening to Under Center with Kirk Cousins. Have a good evening.